0: FM to get started. Welcome after buzzers. You're watching the After Show for Queen Sugar season four, episode eleven. I'm sorry. Where tonight we talk Mike and Kiki derailed, Charlie and Jacob's master plan, and Ron Darla reconnect. Stay tuned for more.
1: You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now let the buzz.
0: Begin. Welcome Queen Sugar fans. We are back. We're down two, but I'm your host, Saka Smith. Joined by my lovely co-host, Miss Dontera Terrell. What's up? How you doing? How you doing? I am
1: great. How are you?
0: Good. We have so much to discuss.
1: We definitely do. But
0: um, what? Before we get into our overall thoughts, we have our news. We have our predictions tonight. We have our. uh, We have our getting back to Louisiana i'm totally forgetting our segment
1: big easy scene. our big easy scene getting back to louisiana we have our same thing yeah same
0: thing (laughs) we have our big easy scene so we'll talk to you a little bit about the life of louisiana but before we do all of that we got to talk about our overall thoughts of i'm sorry what 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 did you feel about this episode
1: you know, it was a lot of, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but you know what? I. One of the things that I pinpointed, the heavy rain throughout the entire episode. Yeah. So I had to Google, what does rain symbolize?
0: <laughs> washing yes, away. washing right? away. So
1: it's a renewal, it's rebirth. Um, washing away the old and rain, re- growing something better. Yeah. So I feel like we witnessed a lot of that in terms of in each person's relationship or their dynamic. Yeah. Um, both good and bad. Yeah. But it was sort of like a re- like a resurgence or a rebirth or
0: something like that. Yeah, I, I, saw, I felt like we had a lot of new growth. Yes, um, definitely. And, and definitely from characters, we saw some growth in the way they tackled things this episode as well. So um, I'm excited to get into it. Yes, um, let's do it. But let's talk about Micah and Kiki Durella. I've loved their little love stories this entire time. Uh, what did you think about, I, I guess, the plan going a little haywire and then Kiki's reluctance uh, about going through with it?
1: I mean, I don't want to boast or brag here, but I did say that
0: <laughs> my prediction like, like, this going?
1: <laughs> My prediction last uh, episode was that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, so yeah. It was going to get derailed. Yeah. So I just want to say that. I just want to get a little, yeah. little props just, just to you. Okay. Um, but also, um, the showrunner for the show for... Um, Specifically, he was, talked about uh, Micah and Kiki and just their relationship dynamic. Yeah. Um, and he said he wanted to represent black love with beauty and respect. Yeah. Because there are they are some like very responsible teenagers. Yeah. And, and very like they're having
0: real open conversations. <laughs> yes, really, like, yeah.
1: like better than adults. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I loved it. And especially when he talked about the hotel room and wanting to make her comfortable and kind of explaining how you know how it kind of got out there. Yeah.
1: Yes, I love that. And even like just planning in terms of contraception, just the whole. Just the <laughs> dynamic
0: i'm like six is <laughs> even taking the birth control so you right?
1: <laughs> i'm like wow think of the head because i feel like most teenagers they just be like well let's do what it do and start it, ripping off yeah. clothes you know
0: and I, I think we didn't have those conversations when we were growing up because it was like a little too taboo but those are conversations you need to have so you don't have a pregnancy that comes out of something you know
1: you, yes agreed yeah. you know it's so funny because i always tell uh i laugh about it now yeah but when i went to college my dad he was like okay I think it's time we had to talk about the birds and the bees. I'm like, Dad, I had a
0: whole high school <laughs> I'm graduating. Right, I'm like, I'm
1: in college. Yeah. Like, This should have happened, you know, long ago.
0: Oh, but man, poor guy. That's, poor right, guy. that's just always
1: hilarious to <laughs> yeah. me. But I just feel like I feel like their parents have discussed with them, and in turn, I feel like they are discussing it with each other. They're just being really responsible and really cute. Yeah. And, and I feel like also, even with the rain, Micah wasn't pressuring Kiki, which I loved. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes men or guys would be like, well I mean we still got the hotel yeah. so let's you know let's make it happen yeah. This is only one night you know and, and especially just like, with, I respect you
0: Yeah and especially with her kind of you know Letting him know that she is kind of moving forward. He's not trying to rush it, even though she's taking those steps towards that part, it, too. Respecting
1: yeah. her boundaries and just respecting her, her wishes and yeah. just her as a person. Yeah. Loved it.
0: And I, I love the whole group dynamic we saw in that room. But I, I thought, and I, I loved hearing these young kids' dreams of what they wanted to do and how socially responsible. You know, opening up the clinic and, you know, making sure that people that were underserved could get medical treatment. Yes. You know, the one guy that wants to do the bail bond, he wants to open his own law firm and make sure that people aren't sitting there in pre trial I actually worked on that um, while I was in law school. I was working wow. in pre-trial, making yeah. sure that people were able to get out of jail and not sit there while they had to wait for, you know, the next court date. Right. But... I I loved it, but we had Micah, who didn't have anything, which I thought he spent a... You know, I thought that whole thing in France was to get his mind going.
1: But you know what? I actually had that initial thought. Yeah. But then... I thought, I'm like, okay, so go back to 17, 18, year old, 18 years old. You don't have life all figured out. Yeah. And it's okay. I feel like sometimes society and even family puts a lot of pressure. Like, so what are you going to do? So after you graduate and you're going to go to law school and you're going to major in this, and you're like, whoa, let me just get through graduation. Let me just get through prom night first. Yeah, you know, I yeah. feel like even as adults, we're still trying to figure this thing out. You know, I, Michelle Obama said it uh, best. She was like, somebody had asked her what she wanted to be when she grew up. She was like, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> and I'm the first lady.
0: She was like. I think, think that's I think that's a grown-up perspective but I think with this young group of kids, it, it to me, it's a little out of sorts for Micah not to have something that he wants to pursue.
1: I agree. But also, yeah. to that point, it just shows you, like, wow. Like, you know, his... I guess his, his growth was to a certain extent, but when it came to his future, he's like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. I feel like it was a, a turning point for him, too, because all of his friends seem to have their stuff together. And, and they point, have plans, they yeah. have goals, and he's just sort of like, I'm gonna do the respect- you know, respectable thing and get into, I guess. So, well, no, Micah, what do you want to but do? But
0: we, we, we missed woke Micah because at one point, he was the wokest of the group, right? <laughs> he was like ready to lead the charts. I thought he was laying out a framework, but I guess he was caught in a moment or...
1: Or maybe, you know, he was just sort of going with the flow. Yeah. I feel like sometimes life does that. you just just on with the flow and you're like, oh shit, life yeah. is like really happening. Because yeah. next year, what, in a few months... He's like a full-fledged adult at this point. Yeah. He doesn't have his mom to hold his hand and you know take. Him. I mean, she still probably will, but yeah. at this point, the world and society is looking at you like okay. And, and to you be graduated?
0: Honest, and to be honest, I feel like when we get fired up about new things, whether it's like religion, like I had friends that like you know went Christian and then all of a sudden they were fired up about it. Or friends that like realized something and they were fired up about it. And then I guess that fire kind of you know dies, dies, down. dies down. and You got to figure out what do I do next.
1: So maybe he needs to go on a whole nother soul-searching journey so he can figure out what makes him happy, what's going to, you know,
0: what's his passion. And either way, it looks like Kiki will be by his side, so it's not so bad.
1: You think so? (laughs) I don't know. She's going to Lane, he's going, I don't know.
0: But they seem to have a real... I mean, the connection I saw was one that looks like it'll move forward for a long period of time.
1: Um, I feel like maybe... Not consistently. I feel like it might get derailed again, and then they'll reconnect once again. We'll, we'll see. I'm loving yes. that,
0: that love, love story. And if, <laughs> Definitely. If you, if you guys are out there loving that love story, too, please go ahead and give us some great comments. If you're on YouTube, uh, make sure you're liking, giving us a thumbs up. If you're on iTunes, five stars. We really appreciate you guys making us the ESPN of TV talk. We love you guys. Give us a rating. Leave us a comment. Being a part of After Buzz TV has meant so much for us, and we enjoy your support. Yes. So, like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Second best. <laughs> but again, um, let's get back to our next topic, and we got to talk about Charlie and Jacob's master plan, which kind of came out of nowhere. Um, at least for me, came out of nowhere. But I loved watching the. I love. We see J- Jacob Ujo tripping away at some of his own sort of biases, right? Slowly but surely. But he was faced with an ultimate test. What do you think about? I guess Jacob's character and how he has evolved um, throughout the seasons.
1: Do you believe him?
0: What do you mean? Do I like, believe him?
1: Like, do you, like do you after, trust him?
0: After you gave the press conference, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I, he looked, when he said to Charlie, what can I do, he seemed to be very genuine. And I've come across people like that, white people like that, who have realized the truth and wanted to know what could they do now that they've realized this truth about whether it was legacy or family or just what was happening in general in the current time. And so I, I felt that genuine spirit from him, hmm. but whether or not he's strong enough to resist other forces later on, who knows? But that from part. him, exactly. <laughs> that part. <Yeah. laughs> Will he grow a spine? Is the question.
1: And that's what I'm concerned about. Yes, I mean, in that initial moment, I mean, they're stuck in a, in a thunderstorm. They're pretty much trapped. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> so let me let me tell you what you want to hear, and yeah. then let me. And I feel like the Landry's are always ten steps ahead. Yeah. So even though he held that press conference. I don't see this plan sort of working in Charlie's favor.
0: But do you think he's being genuine currently? Mm,
1: I think his intentions might be there. Yeah. But, I mean, the road to hell is paved with what? Good intentions. So (laughs) what does that necessarily mean? I feel like he showed us time and time again his character, and Oprah said it, when someone showed you who they are, believe them. (laughs) Um, So one press conference is not going to alleviate Everything that he's done, his his entire family dynamic. Because ultimately, if he he has to choose a side, he's going to go with his family. But is
0: this not like now he's going to they're doing the whole reinvestigating the pricing scheme that that they're doing. So politics,
1: politics. But isn't
0: this now action, though? Isn't this more than politics? Isn't this action? He's actually going to investigate this and make sure that everyone is being, being priced fairly.
1: He's telling us that. Yeah. We don't know what's happening behind closed doors.
0: Oh, so you're fully skeptical. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this, this is all a political
1: game. Yeah. And I feel like, yes, tell, tell us what we want to hear. Change the narrative. Oh, let me get this information. And yes, I'm going to do a press conference, but behind closed doors, the Landry's have everyone in their pocket. So they could be like, we're doing this. They can do something like manipulate the documents and but, be like...
0: But, J- but Jacob seems to be a different type of member of this family, right? At least to me, and I, and I think part of it might be motivated by the fact that he likes Charlie. Because I still feel that chemistry between the two. Um, so I, I, that's why I feel he's genuinely doing this. And he's going to at least go with Charlie's plan as far as he possibly can go. And whether or not he'll have a Jacob moment of standing up for himself or standing up for Charlie. Or just kind of going to his family side is what I think we'll see. But um, but I think right now he's he's in it.
1: Mm. No, no, the verdict's no. out on that one. No, yeah. I feel like this whole little plan is just gonna blow up in Charlie's face. Also, I was kind of, I'm like, Charlie, you need to vet this information. I mean, granted, yeah, it's, pro- yeah. it's probably true, but yeah. I, mean, well, I mean, Nova's I- research from the book that proved to be a little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she just <laughs> handing over. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Nova's like, research skills are a little sus, right, but-
1: a little sketchy. So much. Like- <laughs> but I gotta
0: say. If after all you've done, if this isn't right right now, Nova, this better, you better have done your, your, your <laughs> dotted your I's, crossed your T's, this better be real, right?
1: That, that's true. Yeah. You, you know what? That might be true. Nova probably looked over that. Yeah. She, 50, I, mean, I was like, times. this
0: has to be right. <laughs> 51 times. She's like, I'm
1: going to revisit this yeah. and make sure.
0: And she really wanted to do right by her sister because yes. she, she's trying to get back into good graces. But
1: can I also say, yeah. the, the black woman in me, whew. The spirit when Charlie said, "The arrogance of mediocre mediocre white men never ceases to astound me."
0: Yeah, but but you know the the follow up to that was he said it's not arrogance, it's power, and 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 I think that those two go hand in hand. the arrogance comes from always of having had Have the power. power yeah
1: yes so I, that that whole conversation yeah. i was glued like oh, yeah that yes. was like the
0: dynamic yes. and that's what you hear and,
1: and but that's true yeah
0: <laughs> it's so true it's completely <laughs> it's true, so true. <laughs> and so i felt all of those words.
1: and i had to learn that the hard way in corporate america <laughs> and you know the boys game and just yeah. the the corporate politics and just like the white boys club is just yeah, yeah i am yeah. it the hard way and you
0: feel like you're starting from 10 paces behind you got to catch up and do x y and z, z to make yourself even better just to be seen on the same level
1: exactly and
0: i, I think same that's what charlie it. has dealt with and why she is so charlie why she is who she is it's so badass <laughs> yeah right um <laughs> uh, and of course we um now we got to talk a little bit about uh ra and darla <sighs>
1: <laughs> where should I begin I mean <laughs> that's a well, whole notebook
0: yeah right well, well the theme of the episode was called I'm sorry so let's talk about Ra giving that apology to Disha um, that was one of the saddest moments even though they both actually handled it really really well that was Look one of the face. saddest moments I'm,
1: I'm trying to process these thoughts because you know
0: I'm just trying to go back and see it like happen a different way because I didn't want that to happen um, what do you feel about the way he had he let Deisha know and her response to it
1: I thought it was very mature, Disha, because I'm like, get out my house. What you mean? <laughs> Wasting my time. But I also, like, I respect Deisha, and I appreciate the fact that she stood up for herself. She stood up for her self-worth and her dignity and was like, you know, I respect myself too much to play second fiddle.
0: The fact that she even had him over there after two weeks of not hearing from him after the missed date.
1: But you know, sometimes you gonna give them <laughs> down. You know how that goes. <laughs> if you like somebody, you feel somebody. Oh man.
0: <laughs> you like, I'm not it. talking to You yeah. he come back
1: over, you be like, okay, oh, so yeah.
0: So what's up? <laughs> All yeah.
1: right. So yeah. But also his his transparency. Yeah. Um, I could definitely appreciate that too. Yeah. I feel like more more men and women need to be just transparent in their actions or just in terms of how they truly feel. Yeah. No one's a mind reader yeah. and don't string people along. Like just the fact that he was—he was like, you know, I just haven't been honest with you. And I also feel like that was a weight lifted off his shoulder yeah. for the last two weeks.
0: And and he said the words, "I'm in love with Darla." I was shocked well, by those words. Well, actually, said,
1: "If she hurts, I hurt. If oh, yeah. she bleeds, I bleed. <laughs> I'm still in love with Darla." Yeah. Like, you gotta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you over there bleeding, buddy? Yeah, boy?
0: <laughs> I was going to bring that up because I was like, you didn't need to say that right now. You're to the girl you're breaking up with. You didn't need to go that deep right now. He
1: could <laughs> have just said, I'm still in love you with know, Yeah,
0: exactly. He, oh, she bleed, I'm bleeding. <laughs> she hurt, I hurt. You just, <laughs> Kept going
1: on. You're digging the night yeah, deeper. Yeah, just like, oh, uh, uh, Deja. Uh. While the
0: kids are playing in the bedroom. Come on. Um, but what I did love about her was her maturity and talking about the kids still being able to play and not letting that be a hindrance.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, just the maturity of it all was just like yeah. that was like a very like the breakup I don't yeah. even know what
0: <laughs> it almost makes you want to have a breakup just so you can exhibit that maturity during right. the <laughs> I'm like
1: ain't no throwing dishes yeah, <laughs> ain't no, like, breaking what? dishes it's in reality two set?
0: weeks like, what are you talking
1: about <laughs> she kept look she maintained her composure yeah. even though you know I know my girl Disha she probably cried herself well, to sleep well, that night well,
0: and... what I love about this actress is you can see those moments in her eyes where it's like I'm going to turn the corner and make another choice it was almost as if she had been through that before and she had I'm not going to break up in a bad way. (laughs) Because there were moments where it was like, nope, I'm going to be the kind, compassionate person right now because this is what he needs to hear. This is what he needs. And so even in those moments, she's still giving him what he needs and concerned about Darla and that she's all right.
1: I was about to say, she even asked about Darla and Blue and was just like, you know, I want them to be good. (laughs) I'm like, but this this also goes back to the point where when you're a whole person ready for a relationship as opposed to going to a relationship, you know, still carrying stuff or still trying to figure things out. Once you're whole, like 100% whole, I feel like that's how you will react, or exactly. you know, because because you know how to process your feelings, you know how to, to communicate, you yeah. you know what I'm saying, you know, just how to handle situations. Yeah, and everything it, doesn't have to be a big fight and get out my house and. You and, know.
0: and especially with Ra because I feel like there was a moment towards the end where Disha was looking at him as if, as I think a lot of us in the audience are looking at him, where you're not making the responsible choice and you're kind of. It to me, it's like she's looking at him like you're going toward towards a train wreck right now. You're running towards the fire and you don't need to be, but you obviously are like a moth to a flame. You can't help it. It's it's it is what it is.
1: Right, I'm about to say, but who wasn't? Who's not thinking that? Yeah, like yeah. I literally have him here, like he is tied to guilt and trauma because he even said, yeah. you know. I don't want you to feel that hurt again. Yeah. Sir, you know her father. Yeah. Like, you And know, he feels you have guilty, own, yeah. Yeah, like, why are you feeling guilty? Yeah. Um, but also, even, I just feel like he's trying to save her. Yeah. And, like, it's like a project for him. Like, I just want to save her. Um, or do you think Ralph Angel needs that sense of dependency from his significant other to feel, like, important or to feel masculine or to feel wanted or needed?
0: Uh, I feel that's something we can all feel, so it's possible he does feel that. Okay. Um, But given who Darla is and the situation that they've been through, I think he feels even now knowing that she's like had the whole rape situation and believing that he now feels even guilty for that. And and you could see when he heard that, it almost kind of absolved her of what he believed she was guilty of. Because when he heard that, you can see it melted and turned from a oh you kind of hurt me situation to someone took advantage of you situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so. To me, that's where that, that's coming from now, this extra guilt that, you know, I'd always been, been okay. worried about you, but now I didn't protect you when you did need it the most. Okay, yes. And so that for me, we had talked about the whole rape situation before. <laughs> I had revisited some of the comments from the last from the last they show. They were coming for you.
1: Yeah, they right. <laughs> for you, boy.
0: <laughs> but, I, but I think part of that is, especially when I saw Ralph Angel and how upset it affected him and how it's actually might be part of what drives this new rekindling of the relationship you know, for me it was, are these the facts for her to be relaying to Ralph Angel at this time, you know, without figuring out more about whether or not the, she was actually raped and are using this terminology? Or should she just be moving on, not moving on, but not giving this information to Ralph Angel until she's sure about it?
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we going back down this world again?
0: <laughs> well, just because I believe it is driving, and I want to revisit it for some of the people that had been talking about it, but it is driving the new relationship or what seems to be a rekindling of the relationship part of it seems to be because he believes she was taken advantage of at the time
1: which she was (laughs) but but i don't feel like that's necessarily driving um what's driving it i feel like ultimately ralph angel darla has ralph angel's heart um at the end of the day look he's driving in in the rain for her and doing everything you know breaking up with i feel like his dream girl for it's like
0: everything you asked for. yeah.
1: Yes. So I feel like it's it's a little deeper um, than the rape situation. I feel like it's I feel like he's always wanted to be with Darla. But now he's getting to a point where I'm going to stand up for my girl. Yeah. I don't care what other people say. Yeah. This is how I feel. And, you know, he doesn't want to live in that with, with the weight on his shoulder or constantly thinking about her. Yeah. He wants to be there for her. Um,
0: I I think for me as a viewer, I'm having to come to accept that these two are going to be together and we just have to figure out a a, a way to keep them together in a way that I enjoy.
1: But I felt like there was really no uh, exit for Disha. So I feel like she's going to still be around or be back or some kind of reconnect. Maybe not this season, but maybe next season. Because it, it was a breakup, but it wasn't like... That ultimate breakup. You know how sometimes you could tell, oh, okay, well, they're not coming back. Like uh, with Nova and um, her old professor. Yeah. That was sort of like a clean cut, you know.
0: Well, I think we'll see Deisha again. And I I mean, I hope. Deisha is either a model for Ra or even a model for darla maybe Disha and darla become friends and as a model for darla to, you know to do something different
1: right but i am upset about this whole Ra and darla situation yeah.
0: it, to me this is the first time i'm accepting them as a couple again because it, he's clearly he's clearly tied to her yes, right so definitely. it's like we just got to figure out a way to make it work somehow. many layers
1: though many layers he's tied to her yeah,
0: and and why, if Darla has spent two weeks away from Blue, and he's like, you need to spend more time with Blue, but you're spending all your time with Darla, where's Blue? Like, Ralph Angel... <laughs> like, I don't know who's raising Blue right now. If Darla's not raising him, and you're all the time with Darla, where is Blue?
1: See, he got that strong borderline borderline support system, so yeah, they all chipping in. But
0: that's what I'm concerned about is, like, you know, Ralph Angel, I think, has got some work to do on himself, too, because it seems like... That's what I'm saying. You're going yeah, a relationship whole. Disha yeah. yeah. is whole. Yeah. Ralph
1: Angel, like, 50%. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, Darla's, and like, like, 25. Temper, yeah, <laughs> like that, no. So, yeah, yeah, I feel like you can't rely on the other partner. You know how they used to say, like... Uh, you go into a relationship or a marriage and, you know, two people, um, you know, makes it whole or completes it. No. Yeah. One person completes themselves and the other person. So come in and, and get your the, 200%. Yeah, exactly. Not one, two halves make a whole. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never got down with that. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> and I did, before we move on, talk a little bit about Vi and Hollywood. I think they had, it was great to see them rekindle. Um, everything and I think they had some important conversations about um, men talking and women talking in support. What did you think about uh, Hollywood's idea for the real spot?
1: Well, see, I like the hangout name, I don't like the real spot. I was like, oh, well, and then the I'm by, right, you know, shut that down. I was like, yeah. sound like a whole bunch of people who are gonna get arrested. I was like, oh, well. okay? <laughs> right, okay. Um, actually, Ava DuVernay tweeted out uh, a mirror image of. Season 3, when Hollywood was the one giving Aunt Vi a bath and, you know, giving her her self-care. Because I think, I can't remember what exactly happened, but it was a a bad point or a turning point for Aunt Vi. And now to see that being reciprocated and seeing the dynamics change was, like, really nice. I love, I just love them. Oh, my gosh. Finally like,
0: back and in that groove. And, but wait, how yeah. about
1: Amba getting a little spunky? I said, do I see a bra?
0: Yeah, I, a w- I was going to say, like, we all we always talk about um uh, as, like, this older woman. and the, But really, in that scene, I didn't even see it. I, 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 I yeah, was right. like, oh, okay, well, here we go.
1: But I love how they're touching on, like, I feel like this is, like, real-life adulting that yeah. they're touching on we don't, this is like the the stuff we don't get. I feel like adulting people usually think, oh, I have to pay bills on time or I have to do this. No, you need to take care mentally, emotionally, keep yeah. that inner circle tight and, you know, the conversations that you're feeding yourself. Yeah. You know, there's so many aspects and dynamics of adulting yeah. and I feel like they are like touching it. It's much more than getting a job, paying bills. It's so much more yeah. than that.
0: And I, I love that Hollywood's, well, I got that self-care part down. <laughs> <laughs> you're my back right now in the bathtub. I got it down. Right. Uh, but I just, I, I did love because I, I have felt that way where it's like I want to have a group of, especially a group of black men where I can talk and share these issues that we're all feeling. And sometimes it feels like very isolating because you think it, you're the only one. And then, because even with the advent of Twitter, I was like, learning, oh, I'm not the only one who stopped or feels this way when I'm stopped or doesn't know how to deal with this sort of issue or that issue. right And so it was just like real refreshing to hear that we're also having the conversation about how we can get together and talk about these issues,
1: right? But I feel like that's that—that's that mental maturity. Yeah, 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 yeah all at yeah. Another level yeah. now.
0: And, and honestly, it shows like Queen Sugar that give us the language to talk about mm-hmm. it in that and way. create
1: that conversation yeah. and just you know ignite that flame. Definitely, yeah. I love the affection that those two show to each other. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like it's it's so unreal. It's so cute. Where's my Hollywood?
0: <laughs> You're like get getting your feelings. Right. A little bit. Just like, Wait a minute. <laughs> But before we get too far into your feelings, I think we got a little bit of news. We do have a little <laughs>
1: bit of news, you know. TV news. Going back to Aunt Vi. So, look, Aunt Vi is on a crusade to highlight the importance of diversity and inclusion in the film and television industry to elevate the voices of black women through storytelling. Now, according to the USC Hollywood Diversity Report, did you know that of the 1,200 top grossing films released between 2007 and 2018, only nine were directed by women of color. Wow. Right. That's a very low number. Five were, were directed by African-American women, and the report also showed there was a 70.7% decline, decline between white males and women of color, working as producers across the top 300 films from 2016 to 2018. Wow. So Aunt By, um, the character, but real name Tina Lifford, mm-hmm. uh, she will serve as a tour ambassador in conjunction with I-1 Digital, um, And she will moderate select conversations focused on women owning their voice and authoring their own stories in an effort to lead women of color on a path to self-discovery and the realization of the true potential as content creators. Now, as part of the discussion... Uh, emerging female storytellers will also showcase their work and participate in dialogue that champions a deeper understanding of the often o- untold stories of marginalized communities. Oh, so, that's
0: amazing. One wow. time for Aunt Vi. Yes, yes, Christina yes. Tina Lifford, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we're living this great time where we are getting a lot of these stories told, but we forget how still underrepresented we are.
1: Isn't it crazy yeah. how much progress we think that we've made yeah. or are making? And then you look at the numbers, the actual facts, and you're like, oh, wait.
0: Because, again, because, you know, the progress, especially now, is so public. So we see these public figures, you know, Ava DuVernay herself, just yes. putting so many people, empowering so many women. But uh, you know, we're not anywhere close to being there yet. So we, we still have a lot of representation to, to make up for, and then getting that next generation ready to, to step in those shoes.
1: But I love how people are like now utilizing their platform and yeah. utilizing their voices for the next generation. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, not a silent the conversation or discussion anymore or let's sweep it under a rug yeah. or like a crabs in, in a barrel mentality like oh no I got put it on I don't know how y'all gonna do it but that, I, I'm gonna talk. but let's
0: lift everyone up yes, and let's talk yes let lift everyone exactly. up definitely yeah, Ava is the queen of that so that's amazing
1: yes. <laughs> and I feel like the queen sugar cast are all taking notes and they're following her lead exactly yes so. I
0: love it um, and then of course we have our big easy scene yes, yes.
1: are you guys ready for this <laughs> woo <Woo-hoo. laughs> <laughs> you felt that too yeah. <laughs> because we are about to talk about the voodoo roots in Louisiana. Nice. So, the Some roots... Nova
0: borderline roots. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, the roots of voodoo actually go back to West Africa and was brought over during the French colonial period in Louisiana. The same tribes that practiced this ancient religion were also relocated to he- uh, to Haiti, which shares a lot of similarities to voodoo in New Orleans. Uh, voodoo in Louisiana has its beginnings in the early 1700s. From 1719 to 1731, uh, the majority of enslaved Africans brought to Louisiana were Fawn people and other groups such as the Mandinga, Nard, Mina, Fawn, Yoruba, Chamba, and Sango people, (laughs) trust. Um, And they also brought their cultural practices, languages, and religious beliefs rooted in spirit and ancestor worship. All of the groups were responsible for the development of Louisiana voodoo. Their knowledge of herbs, poisons, and the ritual creation of charms and were intended to protect oneself or harm others became key elements of voodoo. Now, the practice of making and wearing charms for protection, healing, or the harm of others was a key aspect to early um, Louisiana voodoo. Uh, A charm was used to poison an enemy, and it contained the toxic roots of a very certain tree. I don't want to butcher it, so I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Y'all not about to read me in the comments. (laughs) But it was brought from Africa and preserved in Louisiana, this tree. The ground-up root was combined with other elements such as bones, nails, roots, holy water, holy candles, incense, bread, and crucifixes. This openness of African belief allowed for the adoption of Catholic practices into Louisiana uh, uh, voodoo. Now, another component uh, that was brought from West Africa was the veneration of ancestors and the sub- subsequent emphasis on respect for the elders. Oh. Uh, this allowed the older generation that were enslaved to live much longer, which helped to embark wisdom and cultural history upon the people. Nice. And singing is among important rituals as part of voodoo worship. Songs have been passed down orally for hundreds of years. Songs would be accompanied by padding, clapping, and foot stopping, but not drumpling. Um, unless it was part of the weekly public ceremony in Congo Square in New Orleans during slavery times. And my last one, we're just going to get into some of the voodoo queens. <laughs> <laughs> the voodoo queens? Yes. Oh, okay. As y'all can see, I was really into the <laughs> subject. So <laughs> voodoo queens were known to exercise great power in the communities and had the role of leading many of the ceremonial meetings and ritual dances. They were considered praticion- practitioners who made a living through the selling and administering of charms and magical powders, as well as spells. Do you believe in voodoo?
0: I don't think so.
1: Okay. (laughs) Now, among the 15 voodoo queens in neighborhoods scattered around the 19th century New Orleans, Marie Laveau, and I mentioned her last week um, during the Big Easy Scene, was known as the voodoo queen, the most eminent and powerful of them all. Her religious rite on St. John's Eve in 1824 attracted nearly 12,000 black and white New Orleans. Um, Once the news of her power spread, she dominated the other voodoo leaders of New Orleans and um, they attended Catholic Mass as a strategic way to protect their true beliefs. Her influence contributed to the adoption of Catholic practices into the voodoo belief system and she's remembered for her skill and compassion for the less fortunate and you might remember her if you watch American Horror Story uh, she was portrayed by Angela Bassett in season 3. Yeah
0: of course that was uh, (laughs) (laughs) quite the portrayal (laughs) Um, yeah it's like I believe you can shift energy I believe in energy but you know so I believe people do things that have an impact on other things, you know. Okay. But, you know, growing up, it was sort of like voodoo was sort of that, I don't know if it was sort of like that funny thing or that thing you didn't really believe in, but you almost made fun of it at times. But there's a rich history behind it that I, yes. I think we're not even encouraged at all to explore.
1: Well, you know what? I feel like um, in previous years, yes, absolutely. Like yeah. my grandparents' generation, my mom's generation. But I feel like with our generation, it's more um, you learn... Not that voodoo is necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like sometimes when people position it in terms of like, oh, they put spells or they do this. Like, for instance, my grandmother, she always, we were never allowed to like comb or brush our hair. Um, in other people's homes, you always had to take the hair out because apparently uh, people use that hair. and They can burn it. They can do oh, all kinds wow. of stuff for voodoo. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. so it was always like.
0: Yeah, and it was it, it was never something to be studied as a academic right. pursuit. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I Buddhism and Hinduism, but no, don't even that was bother negative. with. Yes. Yeah, don't, yes. even, don't even, even look that.
1: at that. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, well, it's good to know that there's some history that we should probably be educating ourselves yes. more about. <laughs> and of course, let us get into our predictions.
1: Now, you're after Buzz TV. Prediction. Predictions. Predictions. Micah and Kiki mm-hmm. are not going to last. They're going to break up. Uh, <laughs> I
0: feel like you're not here for Micah and Kiki.
1: I am, but like, I'm just what? trying to be realistic, you know. <laughs> oh!
0: <laughs> You you deserve that one. No, I do, but I
1: just... Look, that's the adult in me. That's not the the imaginary love story. (laughs) I'm like, nah, he going here. If they do, they're going to have some roadblocks, some trials and tribulations. Um, Also, I feel like this whole game plan with Charlie and the Landrys is just not going to happen. It's going to blow up in her face. (laughs) And that's going to lead to the next season. Um, And I'm a little... Okay, so... The Cop and
0: Nova,
1: mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for them, but I'm a little skeptical.
0: Yeah, because it, it's almost like now they have no roadblocks. So yes. maybe well, the roadblock was... the
1: time management, and I feel like the kids is another dynamic. They're yeah. just trying to figure out their lives. And... and to some
0: extent, what was... I mean, Like they talked about, I guess, the fact that they had these roadblocks, and maybe that even made it more attractive. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if having nothing in their way makes it more like... Mm, We've lost something here.
1: Or maybe they're going to try to find some roadblocks. You know how like yeah. if something's too yeah. good to be true and then you just start making up stuff or yeah. trying to figure out, well no, in the back of your head you start creating these scenarios. <laughs> like, oh no, you know, yeah. that's not going to happen. But
0: they, they are almost pushing us to root for them though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's trying.
0: Yeah. He's, Look, he's, he's, uh,
1: he's, at least from this last episode. Yeah, he's trying he, now. He's, he's, he's saying really all trying. the right yeah. things.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be the guy in the book. Yeah, <laughs> Right,
1: exactly. So those are a few of my predictions. Um. Oh, we see something with jimmy dale coming
0: oh yeah yeah well i will okay well,
1: okay we'll, okay, we'll yeah. table that i'll <laughs> say
0: for mike and kiki I, I see them working out i i don't know in what f- frame or form or fashion but i see them working out uh, they seem to have really good communication and mike seems to be open and honest and vice versa and far beyond their ears. you know like we were discussing like this is unusual <laughs> right <laughs> um,
1: but with that them being open and honest going back to the conversation that they were having and Michael was sort of unsure of his future, I feel like he's going to need to do some some mental clarity and soul searching. So in that case, sometimes you you can't be involved with other You have to get yourself together first. Well,
0: well, what I will say is I think there's an X factor of ant and I think Ant may not be hanging out with them because of Micah, and I think that'll cause some friction. Because mm. um, because yeah, th- he Forget didn't. Caught sh- about our boy, yeah. because yeah, he didn't <laughs> show up, and are like, oh. And I think Micah said, oh, maybe he didn't want to be around people, but I think maybe he doesn't want to be around you. you. Uh, so mm. <laughs> we'll see, <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, and then, of course, Charlie and Jacob. I think the plan is going to work, but I do think it will work to a point. I th- I think Jacob's all in; he's committed. He's actually for this plan. I do think he will come up with that family or Charlie roadblock. And I think he'll be forced to either stand up for Charlie or not. And I think that might be determined by how close they are at that time. Because I, I see some sparks flying for Jacob and Charlie.
1: But aren't they family? Look, aren't they kind of technically family?
0: Great grand. We'll figure that part Look, out great later. Great
1: grand. <laughs> we'll come up <laughs> with a family tree yeah, next week. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. but i
0: But I, I felt sparks between these two.
1: Oh, definitely. You always feel... But
0: still, yeah. Like, it hasn't faded. It hasn't subsided. To me, I feel it when they're in the But
1: are they, like, love Sparks or let's, like, get this thing on Sparks? Or are they, like, that competitive spirit Sparks, like...
0: I think get this thing on Sparks, but I think they're the same person. I think in many ways they have some of the same drives and the same... But I think they also balance each other out. So I think they are almost a good fit for one another. But we'll see. Uh, And oh Nova and Calvin I I think they will make a go of it but I think you'll have the roadblocks the kids uh, and I think they will ultimately decide it's not for them mm.
1: yeah. and oh on Vi and Nova they're gonna make up they're gonna start talking again you, you, did you notice yeah. when Aunt Vi walked out and just said and, bye baby to Charlie Yeah, and then at Nova least help, was like,
0: and say, like, help me get rid of Jimmy Dale, the problem that you started so I think if I, Nova can I get rid of Jimmy together. yeah if Nova can get rid of Jimmy Dale. they'll come together but I think I think those are my predictions. So it's oh.
1: all forgiven with Nova? Did we did we all forgive Nova?
0: Oh, I, I, she's got a little bit more work to do, but I'm, I I forgive Nova. She's on the path. She's doing okay. the right things right now. Okay. Yeah.
1: It was refreshing to see her at those little family moments, and just her and Charlie rekindle in that yeah. family moment with her and um, with Micah going off the prom. Yeah. And- I, love, I did love seeing that. And I love to see and that And just even them too.
0: bantering about Calvin coming and, yeah. So right. just having that moment of we're not, Sisterhood yeah, we're not at family. each other's throats right now. So yeah. I think that'll happen. Oh, and then Ra and Darla, of course. I,
1: I, I put them in the back of my mind. I forgot about them. I think, they're, I, I think
0: they're just going to be on the struggle bus for a while because, you know, I think it's just going to be like, you know, she's relapsing. I got to help. And it's just going to be tough. I, I do think we'll see this whole incident come up again about um, what happened at the party and Blue's conception. Uh, and I think that'll be tough for R- Ralph Angel as well, but, yeah.
1: As it should, because that is a very traumatic issue, and it needs to be discussed yeah. in terms of healing. Yeah. Um. But, also, Ralph Angel is too good for this struggle, love. You Talking about this, str- like, he's too good.
0: I mean, like, we finally took a breath with Ralph Angel. I feel like we we're finally, like, oh, you're at this place where we want you to be, that we've finally been rooting for this entire time. I feel like the beginning of Queen Sugar, you really felt like this man was on a journey and you mm-hmm. want to find him kind of like at peace. Yes. And the minute we got a moment of peace, it's like right back into the fire, so.
1: But also, the things aren't going right with his own personal, professional endeavors. Yeah. With, um, what, what does he have? The, um, The, the program. Meal? Oh, the, yeah, the program, yeah, they shut the program so after, down. I feel like yeah. now he's just sort of looking for, just going in a downward spiral. And, of spiral. course, the one yes. person
0: helping him with the program, Deesha, he just got rid of two. Right. so, so uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: about that. <laughs>
0: I'm not happy about this. But, yeah, I, I guess we've got to see what happens next week.
1: And only two episodes left, too.
0: Two more episodes, guys. Of course, we've got Greenleaf coming up on the OWN Network, so Mm -hmm. make sure you guys are ready for that next week. But we will see you guys next week. My name is Shaka Smith. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong.
1: And I'm Donterra Terrell, and you can find me on all social media platforms at Donterra Terrell. See you guys. Bye.